It's been so long since we've done one of these, I've completely forgotten how to do an intro. But we're talking about steroids and home invasion on what I think is episode 135 of Have You Seen? Is it 135? I think so. I've no idea. Hello, humans of the world and any pets that may be listening. This is, uh, I think, episode 135 of Have You Seen? Uh, it's a bilocational special. Uh, I am Kieran Lefort somewhere in South London and somewhere in Essex is Tom Webb. Yep. Deepest, Thanks, man. Essex. Essex. Hello. You what? Hello. <laughs> Communication <laughs> issues abound already. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we're really sorry that we haven't done one of these for quite some time. Yeah, it's been a bit crazy, isn't it? Uh, as a special bonus, if you listen to the end, we'll tell you why. Yeah, because <laughs> I think I think we sort of owe people that much, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think we even said well, quite. Well, I think we said in the last show we would explain. We did everything that was going on uh, with us at the moment. So mm. uh, yeah, we can we can do that at the end of the show. All right, but first, mm-hmm. last I nearly said last week. Uh, last quarter <laughs> yeah <laughs> several uh, months ago yeah uh i pitched you um sort of like minimalist home invasion horror thriller hush yep and you pitched me uh steroid documentary bigger stronger faster yes i made sure i got the words in the right order yeah um i have the notes for the latter open so do you want to kind of explain more about what that is and then we'll dive into that one yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So, um, in case anyone's forgotten the premise of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> in the past four months, we pitch each other movies each episode. Then we watch them and we talk about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Bigger, Stronger, Faster was a documentary um, made by a guy called Chris Bell um, that kind of really sort of dived into the use of steroids and performance performance enhancing drugs. Uh, in things no, I like, like I like performance in performance in yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, not not much sleep. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. In kind of uh, like competitive sport, bodybuilding, pro wrestling, and all that kind of stuff. Um, what I thought was really kind of fascinating about this documentary is that it, it kind of, to me at least, it didn't feel like it had an agenda. There wasn't anything to say these are really bad for you, these are really good for you, this is okay to use, it's not okay to use. It just seemed to be a guy genuinely just trying to find out where you know what the actual truth about the subjects mm. was, you know, and why are some things allowed and other things aren't when they have exactly the same outcome. So things like um uh that you know you can you can buy drugs that in that, uh, that increase the amount of hemoglobin in your blood uh which is effectively the same as doing high altitude training so why is high altitude training allowed but these drugs are are banned that kind of stuff Mm. um so he kind of delved into it uh a lot uh and he and his three brothers are all wrestling mad and one of them went on to become a wrestler two brothers two brothers yeah did they did they both become wrestlers the other two uh uh He's the middle brother, and yeah. old uh, older brother got Dude. some WWF exposure, yeah. and younger brother just kind of like toiled around the indies yeah. for a bit until he realised it wasn't. He he kind of met someone and had a family, yes, right, uh, yeah. and kind of gave it up and yeah. So got a I proper job for lack of a better phrase. So I just kind of found it really fascinating because you know in in previous lives both of us have worked on the periphery of sort of that wrestling industry, particularly in the UK, like in the that indie wrestling industry in the UK and yeah. seeing, uh, you know, seeing guys who did use steroids and who didn't. And I always kind of found it kind of interesting as to what people would do or wouldn't do and why they, why they chose to do it or not. And, hmm. you know, you know, I can't, I couldn't ever contemplate thinking about doing something like that because, well, I guess I've never really wanted to look like a muscle-bound Arnold Schwarzenegger type. But Well, this is kind of a bit weird for, like, two spindly blokes to be talking about yeah, absolutely, for the yeah. next uh, X number of minutes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I know I just kind of felt, th- thought it was fascinating uh, documentary in that it was quite surprisingly balanced. Um, and I thought, you know, we w- you would have an interest in it having been in that industry uh, 
you know, and seen it. And watched seen this it all, nonsense for uh, leisure purposes. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I yeah. kind of thought you might find interesting. What, what did you think? Um, well, um, I was aware. I think I mentioned on the last show. I was aware of Mike Bell. Yeah, uh, he is has a degree of notoriety for one particular match. Right, uh, and it's uh, it's unfortunately it's a spill he took during the match where he was uh, lobbed out of the ring and he comes down right on the top of his head on Ooh. the mats on the outside and right. leaves a nice big indentation. Cool. But his opponent, like, uh, and the referee uh, offered no help or whatever, just grabbed him and threw him back in and carried on. Oh Jesus! Uh, uh, concussion is a whole nother issue. Yeah, and it was interesting to kind of see the footage of him and his other matches in this show because I didn't realize he'd been around so long. Hmm. I was quite um, surprised. He'd done over like 200 matches, hadn't he? And that's a lot. Yeah, especially like, I mean, a lot of those were on if TV as well. Well, I mean, no, they're all going to be TV. Yeah. Cause if he's a, if he's a, a jobber, enta- enhancement talent, uh, yeah. they don't do those matches on the, on the non-televised show. So he's right, only okay. there to like lose to the stars on TV. Right, okay. Um, so that's 200 televised matches. Yeah. Um, and then he also does he also does indie work as well, or did mm. indie work because he passed away uh, not long after this film came out. Yeah. Um, and I don't know entirely what that was related to, whether that was the old um, steroid-related enlarged heart. Uh, I believe it was. Yes, it's entirely I possible. Think, um, hang on a second, because I've got the I've got some info up here. Um, when did this come out? What year is this? Two thousand and eight. Okay. Uh, oh no oh blimey it was brought in brought his death uh, inhalation induced heart attack which was brought right. on by an accidental inhalation of difluorothane which is a chemical used in um, uh, dust off spray you know that that compressed air right so don't spray that in your mouth so yeah that sounds a bit suspicious Horrible. yeah mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, th- I, what I, what I kind of infer from that is that, uh, although it wasn't directly steroids, the fact that he had a heart attack would suggest that yes, you know, yes, there, there's the a problem, contributing the factor. To, so the problem is when it comes to steroids and steroid-related deaths, in that uh, basically. The layman's version is uh, when you when you build muscle, what you're doing is tearing and repairing the muscle, mm. uh, and the steroids uh, speed up the repair process, mm. which is why steroid muscle is very often uh, well, it is um, cosmetic muscle and not working muscle. Yes. Um, so the muscles get stronger, but the mm. rest doesn't. Yeah. So the tendons don't get stronger. No. Um, the ligaments don't get stronger. Uh, links into this is that the heart is a muscle mm. and so the stories also start enlarging the heart mm. uh, and plenty of wrestlers have died of things like that the fir- famous one I can think of off the top of my head is Eddie Guerrero right, uh, yeah. who died uh, uh, while still under uh, WWE employee mm. um, I can't remember how long ago now it's quite a while ago wasn't it 11 or 12 years yeah. I think uh, and it's interesting that he wasn't covered in this yeah, um, well, I, that kind of doesn't surprise me so much because of how controlling. Well, yeah, they well, are. Well, you talk about that, and then I was amazed that all this WWF footage showed up in it. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But Unless, then I realised I was thinking about that today because I watched this last night, mm. and I was thinking about that. You know, I'm amazed they got, for example, the the footage, all the Hulk Hogan footage, and yeah. then they then go on and say outright Hulk Hogan used steroids, but then yeah. they have clips of him admitting to it. Oops. Uh, so it's like they never it's always presented as a statement of fact no one is ever accused of anything yes yeah that's I think that's partly how uh, like this does have a, a reputation for being balanced and kind of like you know non-judgmental and I think that you might be right and that's how they're getting around yes um, that. I would like to apologise if anybody can hear or feel the my washing machine spinning <laughs> in the kitchen right now because <laughs> it's sort of vibrating me across the, the floor of my study. I can't um, hear it, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, it is very fair and balanced. And to that end, I'm do- I, do- I honestly don't know what I think about this film. 
Yeah, I kind of, like, I was quite... Because there's no conclusions. No, it, it kind of is just basically like, well, you know, in some instances, storage can be good. Well, of course they can, because they're, they're a medicine and used for the right thing. Well, this is my big... So I didn't write that many notes. Yeah. Uh, but I, the, my big note in the middle is, it's not the use of steroids, it's the abuse of steroids. Exactly. Yes. Like, yeah. It's like everything medical, sleeping mm. pills, painkillers, they all have their place. And if you take them properly for logistical take them properly for legitimate medical reasons yeah there's no problem but getting the right quote-unquote look for wrestling mm. or being able to run fast or hit a ball harder these yeah. are not legitimate medical reasons no no absolutely not and, and i guess you know it's one of those things that you're you're effectively doing it for well financial gain primarily yeah. because yeah. you know it, it will like certainly within wrestling it'll enhance your status get you more likely to get on the big shows and you know then you get all the merchandising all that kind of stuff happening afterwards but it comes to the the baseball players yeah know. and hitting home runs and getting records exactly yeah i mean yeah. you look, look people like barry bonds and what have you who are still hall of fame legends and everyone's kind of like, oh well, they took steroids and like well, well never mind which yeah. I find amazing, you know, and there are other, other, I mean, look at Lance Armstrong. Yeah. When what he, what he did was so much more technically advanced and impressive, yet he's, you know, he, he's, he's going to go down in history as one of the worst sports people ever. And quite yeah. rightly so, because he cheated. But, you know, how can you, how can you say that of him? And then still claim that some of these baseball guys and NFL guys or whatever are, are, are legends of their sport when they were roided yeah. up to the gills. I have you know? trouble relating to the win at all cost mentality. Yeah, and I yeah, don't, me too. I'm not I a particularly competitive that. person. No, um, you know, I'm not. I'm not competitive at all, really. And and if yeah. you're going to compete, why do you not do it within the rules? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the thing, like you know. Because isn't me, that part of the challenge? The challenge well, is not getting away with cheating. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah that absolutely. Oh, we sound like such goody goodies. Well, I know, I know what you mean, but it is it is that you know, you, you do see these people who just they just have to absolutely have to win, and yeah, but it's it's all like it's all hollow victory. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's it's it is quite fascinating, really. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I, I, it was uh, one of the bits I found really interesting was all of the, the comparisons as to what the medication did compared to like training that you can do that does the same thing. Hmm. And I guess, you know, the only difference in those two instances that with the training, you're actually making the effort to get yeah. your body into that condition rather than taking something like sitting on your couch and taking a tablet or yeah. injecting a, a syringe or whatever. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, it was, it was just fascinating because there's lots of stuff I didn't kind of really know about. And like, well, there were um, things. That- Go on. I was going to say, like, there's there's a bit where that you, you see that um, that guy who suffered with HIV for years. Yeah, and and he's that's using, legit using that and exactly his life is legitimate medical use. I mean, he's not going out and trying to win the World Series of baseball. Exactly. I mean, he looks absolutely ripped and he does healthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, because he's taking like steroids overly, every day. Yeah, but you know, it, it's it's obviously helping him survive. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it is. It is fascinating. And Chris, uh, Chris Bell has actually done a couple of. Uh, I don't know if he's done. I think he's done two two follow ups to this. Right. Um, I was very of, interested in what a good interviewer he was. Actually, yeah, he's, he was it, very good at putting people at ease and then hitting them with a hard question. Yes, he uh, was after setting them up with a related question. Yeah, it kind of wasn't leading in any way. Yeah, I kind of feel like he's like a non arrogant Louis Theroux. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's kind of like he's he's um, yeah he's, he 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 kind he of just a, sidles he has the same into it. Interest is Louis through, but he's also not trying to be the star of his own show. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's actually made. I've watched. He's done. There are two other documentaries he's made that are on. Mm. Um, I believe they're both on Netflix. Um, one is called Prescription Th- Thugs. Which is a direct. Oh, that came up as that came up yeah. as uh, something to watch afterwards. Yeah, it's a direct follow up to this because it kind of takes it a step further, and it's about well, you know, if steroid usage is so acceptable, why is that the case? It's because big pharma make taking tablets so acceptable and prescription mm. drug use so acceptable, and that some of the stuff in that is 
absolutely gobsmacking. And I, mm. I definitely, it's one of those things, it's not, it's very similar to this, so it's not worth kind of covering on the show, but it's certainly worth watching as a follow-up movie to this because it's really fascinating. And there are some interesting revelations in that from him about this film. Mm. Um, watching uh, watching American TV is uh, quite eye-opening in that sense. Mm. The same way, like, daytime TV here, yeah. uh, if you accidentally end up at home with the Jeremy Carl show on, mm. every ad is going to be for payday loans because you're poor. And yeah, watching, yeah. Um, it's either payday every, loans or betting. Yeah, exactly. You have no money, make more money. Yeah. Get more money. Yeah. Um, in the US, it's all ads for uh, pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. With yeah. a massive long list of very quickly spoken um, yeah. side effects at the end. Yeah. Um, the other the other thing that you might be interested in is his other film that he's done. Given that we were talking about competitiveness, mm. there's one called Trophy Kids. Okay. And that is absolutely uh, astounding. If it's anything to do with pushy parents, I'm not going to watch it. I, well, it, it is. It's about. It's about. I don't like children in general. I'm not. I don't, I'm not interested in, in children being pushed by their parents to do oh, things. Well, it, it's about. It, basically, it's about. It is is parents trying to get their kids to become sports stars, which is just. I mean, it's just crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. It really is. But he he uses that same sort of interview technique to kind mm. of get people on side and get them off their guard and that kind of thing. But yeah. So I, he's got. He's also he's got another documentary which looks like it might be another follow-up to these ones <laughs> he's carved his niche oh okay no this next one that he's he's doing is uh he's it's called stronger and it follows the top strongman athletes on their road to becoming world's strongest man so that might be quite interesting so it's going to be a bunch of like six foot tall and six foot wide finnish men throwing <laughs> tires around <laughs> yeah, prob- probably that dude out of game of thrones yeah there were some interesting uh clips and things in this film hmm um, the Reefer Madness clip. Yeah, that was on Netflix for the longest time, and we should have done it. I know, I know. Just as, like, I always some weird curio from the past. I always kept meaning to to, to watch it. I don't know if it's mm. still on there. Sometimes with Netflix, it's worth searching for stuff, mm. just because you know they just take it out of the menu, like the main. Because you only yeah. get you only get shown a very small percentage of what's actually there to watch. Yes, I know. Um, and uh, the clip of Ben Affleck Roid Rage Jock in his after-school special movie. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's, that was <laughs> yes. too funny. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. So it basically ends with him humping the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I said at the top, I don't really know what to think about this film. Because mm. even though I have uh, an interest in wrestling... Uh, and I read the Wrestling Observer, which covers things like steroids, not in a this is what you should buy kind of way. And no. like, if there is a steroid related death, Dave Meltzer will write about it yeah. in detail because mm. uh, he's also a bodybuilder himself, right? Um, and yeah, my train of thought has crashed into my stream of consciousness. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I can't get into the win at all cost mentality. No. Um, there's no conclusions to this film um and i laughed out loud when it smash cut into disturbs horrible cover of land of confusion at the end <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's kind of like it's just it's almost it's like, sort of <laughs> like it's not quite a it's a not quite well-made film mm. that is very in-depth on the subject but doesn't have a point yeah i think well i think what he means is it doesn't have a point of view which means there isn't really a con- you can't really have a conclusion it's yes, just it's, like it's yeah. like it's like here's a present here's a presentation of the, facts I, I think we've got used to the narrative documentary yeah absolutely i think you're right and and the, a very it makes you realize how those documentaries are very biased yeah you know and very kind of have a very specific thing that they want you to take away and know mm. whereas this it kind of felt like well here's here's a, here's a bunch of information um do yeah, with I that feel what more you educated will. but not more entertained yeah abs- yeah i totally agree with that yeah yeah but yeah. not in a not in a here's a documentary to watch at school kind of way no absolutely so I- interestingly i don't i can't I, d- I have watched um prescription thugs but i can't remember if that's i think that's a little bit more to the point uh mm. trophy kids definitely has a much stronger uh point of view 
Um, well, then you get. I guess in that you can you can kind of have the the uh, the spellbound model of you've got people you can follow. Yeah, absolutely. On a yeah. yeah, yeah. It comes to a point though where he's pretty much saying to some of his parents, "Do you realise that you are abusing your children?" Hmm. Which you know it gets kind of pretty full on in in places, but it kind of shows where he's growing as a filmmaker and getting the kind of deciding how he's going to do stuff. So I think he's right. he's a, he's certainly a, a documentarian to kind of watch because I think he'll he'll do interesting stuff in the future. A couple of things I've just remembered. Um, all the stuff of the classical musicians on beta blockers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so they wouldn't get nervous on stage. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, you kind of suddenly realise that you know, even in what you would consider this highbrow world of classical music, they're still using performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. that. I just that that was mind blowing. Mm. Absolutely crazy, just to keep them on an even keel. Mm. That's um, crazy. And there was something else, but I completely forgotten it. it, it makes obviously, you, I didn't write it down. Yeah, it makes you wonder if they have a specific dosage for certain tempos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, you know, we, or if uh, one section needs more than the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Do yeah. strings need more than horns? Exactly. Or we're the going, guy on the timpani. We're going from one eighty to. Uh, we're going from one twenty down to eighty uh, beats per minute. Quick, have half a tablet and <laughs> knock, knock the edge off it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we stick a pin in that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I forced you to watch Hush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope it wasn't forcing. Um, so, Hush is a. Um, it's a. This is the way I described it earlier. It's a sort of minimalist home invasion thriller. Yeah. Um, it was made for a million dollars and purchased by Netflix. It's from the director of Oculus, uh, which was the. Mm-hmm. A scary mirror movie from a few years ago yeah uh and is written by him and one of the actresses who was in oculus who is now his wife and is the star of this film yes um it is all of 81 minutes long mm-hmm. uh uh tighter than a duck's ass and i like it because um well no i should tell you what it's about really um an author goes to. Uh, I hesitate to say a cabin in the woods because it's not really. So should we no, go with house in? Should we go with yeah. house in the forest? Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, she is. Uh, she wants to have some peace and quiet to work on her her second novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, a man in a mask with a crossbow and a knife shows up and starts menacing her. Yeah. The twist here is that she is deaf mute. Yes. Um. So initially, she can't hear him when he's tapping on the window outside and trying to scare her. Hmm. Uh, I've watched this twice, but both times were quite some time ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, because we've been trying to do the show for four months. Um, so what did I like about it? I like uh, that there's because she's deaf mute and because it's very minimalist and there aren't many people in it, there's almost no dialogue, really. Yeah, it's almost essentially a two-hander. Almost. Pretty like, much. There are a grand total of five, five people in yeah. the whole film. Yeah. Um, I think all the performances are good. Mm. Uh, I think, like I said, it's very tightly plotted. And I like, I'm a big fan of setup and payoff structuring. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this does it very well. It yeah. shows you the ending right near the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and I, for the most part, was screaming for it to happen. And it's not like, you dumb idiot, it's right in front of you. I yeah. found it very uh, rewarding mm. when the lead finally gets the finally gets the hint you've been screaming at her for an hour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But anyway, what did you think of it? Um, overall, I really liked it. Excellent. Um, I think... Um, like it really drew you in very well it, and it used it used the opening sort of montage of like visuals and sound really in a really good way to make you realize that this woman was deaf mute for a start i thought that mm. was set up really really well there's there is part of me that is slightly annoyed that there was then any sound after that and i was kind of like i was kind of like wow you know God, what a challenge it would have been to make this a complete almost pretty much a silent movie particularly yeah. when 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 horror movies rely so much on um sound for jump scares yes that's true and I, and i i was just kind of like oh you know i kind of thought that you if you if you did that then you couldn't make a feature out of it it would have to be a short 
because I, I don't think you could even sustain it for that amount of yeah. time. But yes. I kind of, I part of me was kind of like, oh, that would be that would be really cool if you could make a genuinely scary horror film with no mm. sound in that way. I thought that would be really really cool. But aside from that, um, yeah, no, I I, th- I thought it was really good. I'll, I'll, my my final note was that it's a good solid horror movie, and all the performances are really good, and it was really nicely shot. Yes, that was one of the things is. I thought. I thought it looked fantastic. Um, it's only really the small cast and single location that gives away that it's cheap. Absolutely, yeah. To be honest, because everything yeah. else about it is is high quality. Yeah, and when, like you said, it was lots of things are really neatly wrapped up and and kind of covered. Like for example, technology and mobile phones. Yes. Like it, it's a writer's nightmare nowadays. Because how yeah. do you get your? You can solve how, every problem with a phone. Exactly. How how do you put your characters in a situation? that is legitimate is not kind of hackneyed but it means that they are completely cut off you know even even 20 years ago yeah you could do that very easily but now well, with mobile of, technology you just, in, you just can't we're at the end of 2016 and lots of movies and tv shows still don't know how to use technology properly absolutely yeah so i went to see jason Bourne in the summer yeah um and that for a movie that's supposed to be like a high-tech super spy thriller yeah. has some of the worst use of technology I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. How do we know this USB stick is encrypted? Because it's got a label on it that says encrypted. Oh, Jesus. Um, there, there's a bit where... Um, fuck it, I'm going to spoil it because it's a fucking piece of shit movie. Um, there's a bit where uh, they hack a laptop right. by hacking into the Nokia 3310 that's sitting next to it. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's 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 nothing but retarded all the way through. But this film understands how technology works and yeah. incorporates it into the story and does mm. it well. Yeah, because she's deaf mute, she actually relies on FaceTime. Yes. She relies on iMessage. And yes. uh, that one of I did f- put. So she's deaf, but her phone rings rather than vibrating, <laughs> which is a bit weird. Well, maybe she just didn't realise and didn't turn the ring off. Yeah, maybe. Um, I did put, you know, how do you scare a deaf person? Use iMessage. Yes. Um, but yeah, it, that was the other thing was that slightly confused me. Is she's got a car, and I was just like, can are deaf people allowed to drive? I would have thought I that was know. quite dangerous. I don't know. Well, you know. So I, I looked it up. Go to yeah, and um, you can if you don't tell the DVLA in the UK, then you can be prosecuted quite heavily for it. But I think, mm. as far as I can tell, you just need a shitload of mirrors. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, you know, yeah. it's things like uh, in the X-Files, uh, Fox Mulder is red-green colourblind, so how is he an FBI agent? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 honestly, I thought it was done very well in terms of the like the creepiness and then how... how uh, how the technology was taken away, how he, how the the killer effectively or wannabe killer kind of adapts to the situation. The bit I liked at the beginning is when uh, um, he they're on opposite sides of the glass. Mm. Uh, uh, he has killed her neighbour, her friend, right, uh, and she says to him, "I won't tell," or she writes on the window, "Won't tell, didn't see your face." And he responds by taking his mask off. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's the point where you know, like he's completely unhinged. Like, yeah, and it's just he's, like he's he's looking to go through with this no matter yeah, what. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I've just got to the DVLA uh, website. It says here, uh, deafness and driving. Warning: You can be fined up to a thousand pounds if you don't tell the DVLA of a medical condition that affects your driving, cars, and motorcycle license. You do not need to tell the DVLA if you're deaf. Really? Yeah. How weird. Yeah, only if you have a bus, coach or lorry license. That is right. astounding. Okay. Quite frankly. But anyway. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so one of the things, obviously, you know you know how much I love my sort of 70s and 80s movies. And this, mm. I felt, reminded me of that because of the way it stripped away the technology. It took a really simple, basic premise. It, it reminded me a lot of like the original sort of Halloween Yes. Well, it's, it's, it's got that very kind of simple, basic, there's a guy, he's got a knife or a crossbow, 
Mm. And he's and he's coming for you. You got to get away. And and it just yeah. It, I thought it presented all the challenges well. It dealt with all of the other, like the other people that come and go. I thought it mm. dealt with very very in a very good way. And like you say, it kind of wraps things up nice and neatly. Yeah. The uh, the stabbing of the friend's boyfriend, even mm. second time round, I forgot it was going to happen, and it just yeah. comes out of nowhere while he's mid sentence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some there are some really good kind of. Mm. I don't know if you would call them jump scares, but they're just like they're good kind of visceral moments where you're like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It know. doesn't it doesn't hold back on the glory. Like I, I forgot. I also forgot, for example, uh, that uh, he breaks her hand yes. towards the yes. end, and that is that's horrific, that's nasty in the door, isn't it? And then yes. I've, one of my notes is, oh, claw hammer to the forearm, yes, because that's nasty as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, one of the things I wrote was like it's a. Uh, it's a back and forth power struggle. Mm. So he shoots from the leg, but she then pushes him off the porch and steals his crossbow. Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus, autocorrect has killed my note and I don't know what it says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should read it verbatim. She gets the first blow in thigh, comma, men wedding the hammer in his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I now pronounce you man and hammer. <laughs> I was going to say I don't have a huge amount of notes just because it's one of those movies where you, where you do, you get sucked into it and for 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 such a intimate movie in a way it does hold your attention very very well. I think I always say every time we cover a movie like this is I'm not really a fan of horror at all. Mm. Um and and I did enjoy it. You see I don't know how much I class this as a horror film, which is why I've been calling it a thriller. Um because it does have horror, horror elements, you're right, and it does call back to things like Halloween. Yeah, and I would say it's gorier than Halloween. Yeah. So you know, it's got. If you think about it in terms of its premise and its its blood content and it, and the amount of threat and menace involved, well, I guess I tend to think of horror generally as having something of a supernatural element. Oh, really? Yeah, which this doesn't. Well, unless you count her, the ghost of her talking to herself yeah. at one point. Um, no, yeah, I, I, yeah. that's kind of what I associate when I think of horror. See, I think anything that's got a lot of, well, I suppose, well, yeah, I think anything that has got a lot of excessive blood and gore, I kind of class as horror. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Which I guess now would include things like Hateful Eight, but then Which that I isn't. Seen. Yeah, you won't like it. All right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, I, what I would say. If there is a way that you can skip through and just watch a couple of scenes on a really good like TV or screen, mm. do it just because it looks fucking incredible. Like that that super like that seventy mil film just mm. is beyond gorgeous. But as a movie, it's it's just not that great. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I think with Hush. It's. I think it, it's testament to that whole thing about you know everything's got to be about the story and the the characters. Yeah. You, know, you don't. You don't need a lot of people. You don't need a lot of fancy locations. Uh, you just need a a really good story or script. Although there's not much dialogue in this, but a well, good, no, there's not. But but script a good is not script. just dialogue, is no. it? Um, and this there's things like in this like so there's. If you read the snippets of her novel that are on her screen, there are mm. clues as to what's going to happen in the film. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love things like, you know, she's there mostly because she, she can't figure out the ending. And she says yeah. she has all these different things going on in her head, mm. pulling her in different directions. And that's exactly how what happens at the end. Yes, yeah. She basically goes and you see uh, the... You see the the various connotations of different endings. So she's mm. playing them out. Yeah. Yeah, because um, she's thinking about the situation actually, like a writer. Yeah, I thought yeah. they were actually going to get away with killing her mm. until they snap back and it's just her her imagining how that particular scenario would go. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was kind of the same. I was like, oh, wow, that would be a really, like, bleak ending. But, yeah. yeah. But, but not one that I would have been annoyed they at. would try and get away with that in. Absolutely, yeah. I was gonna, Like I said, I, I wouldn't have been annoyed if that had been the ending. Whereas I mm. think in some movies you probably would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I say, I mean, it just it goes to show you if you've got a good... Like, I mean, the, the DOP, whoever that was, I don't know, I didn't write it down, um, mm. did an amazing job of making this look really cinematic. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know what it was shot on, actually. 
Might have to look it up. All right. Well, that could be uh, a fascinating research project. Are yeah. you doing it now? Yeah, I'm just looking now. It's really weird when I can't see you. Sorry. All right. Uh, um, no, you carry on. All right. So I'll, I'll talk about the final fight, which is just endurance. Mm. Um, and uh, she has to... She Oh, well, okay. Well, we can even go back to the beginning where... At the beginning, she says she can't kill a heroine. That would kill, uh, piss everybody off, and we haven't set it up properly. Foreshadowing yes. the bit at the end where she, quote-unquote, gets killed. Yeah. Thereby pissing off the whole audience, and they haven't set it up properly. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's, there is, like you say, there's a, not a lovely foreshadowing and hmm. and payoff. Hmm. Um, yeah, and again, like I said, the final fight is endurance. So she has to hold on and hope... Uh, the the nameless killer guy bleeds out before he manages to choke her to death. Yes. Yeah. 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 She doesn't let up when she fights back. No. It gives you that yeah she's going to fight back moment, takes mm. it away, and then really gives it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely does. Yeah. As she realizes like the uh, that this is like that's the only way out. Yeah. Yeah. All all avenues end in death. Uh, this way, at least this way, she can go down swinging. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that kind of that that kind of the way that kind of plays out and the, mm. those kind of options and stuff like that. Um, I've tried to have a look see what it was shot on, but can't find it. Okay. So I guess we're done spoiling this movie in a non-linear yes. fashion. Yes. Uh, and I presume it gets the, the unreserved have you seen recommendation. Yeah. Four thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Right. Should we give these people their Easter egg and we can tell them like why <laughs> we haven't been around? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Should I just give, the, give you the floor seeing as it's mostly going to be you? Yeah, I'm trying to think what order to to kind of go through things in really because there's there's a lot um all right so i guess in the last few months we've well we've, we we were quite busy at work for a start mm-hmm. and that's that's always you know i think you, if you if you look at the release dates of the podcast you'll always see that we find we struggle sort of september october november mm. time um, just because of that time of year for us at work is usually quite busy and this year is no exception um, we've also well as of yesterday well we've done two short films three short films technically uh, I, well I'd say including two including the one work project I can't really talk about yet yeah yeah exactly yeah so yeah. You, you were you were so basically you worked on a, on a, on a, on a short uh, yes. And then we we kind of did two others uh, as well. One is so, finished, and yeah. one is uh, one was shot yesterday. Yeah, which you know will be finished in the new year. So they're, yeah. they're, they're, those projects were, were rumbling on. Um, I think I've, I think I've mentioned it on the documentary for, uh, on the podcast before that I was wanting to make a feature length documentary, and that's finally up and running. Which I think um, you should cover and plug in full at the end of your final explanations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, so the, the kind of the documentary has been building over the last year into a state where we can, we're, we're at now, but I will come back to that and we'll end on that. Um, but kind of more importantly, for, for me anyway, um, is that in November, my wife gave birth to our first child, or our, our child, only child. <laughs> yeah, care, um, careful, careful yeah. with the whole first business, mate. Yeah, no, we know, we, we've already decided it will be the one and only. Um, but yeah, after... <laughs> Why didn't you call her Chesney? <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Or at least never middle Chesney. name Hawk. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I think I've spoken about it on the podcast previously, but we've we've been struggling to have a child for well 12 years now um and we did fertility treatment we did blog um and uh last year we did all our treatments and it all failed and then this year kind of by surprise we we fell pregnant and we now have a beautiful daughter called lucy um who is monopolizing most of my time um so and quite rightly so um so yeah that's so that's one of the main reasons we the show has been a been a bit neglected is just we haven't had time when we haven't really seen each other that much no, um, not a lot. in the last couple of months um so yeah so that's that's kind of the the big reasons i can, can you think of any more 
Not really. I mean, They're I just ones. I couldn't be asked, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were you were away as well, you? you went to New York and. Uh, yeah, but that was uh, yeah. That doesn't really count. That wasn't work related. Well, no, that's just true. Sort, yeah. sort of titting around, really. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I'll, I'll finish off by talking a bit about the documentary. Um, the documentary is going to be about the male perspective of fertility treatment. So uh, there's a if you if you look into or research anything about fertility treatment you read a lot of stories by women about what they've been through and it's something that men don't talk about very much regardless you know if it's male factor or female factor or, or whatever the cause men just don't really like to talk about that sort of stuff um and and i think because there's not much information out in the world it means that guys kind of struggle quite a lot when they go through the process and it's quite often what the men go through is quite often kind of like you know not belittled but kind of put to the side a bit because it's not as it's not as invasive it's not as physically or emotionally demanding as what the women go through no you're sort of not seen as equal partners in this yeah kind of which is which is which is kind of not true because you you have all of that emotional stuff that you have to deal with at the same time which is is the same as what your partner's going through so it's a very kind of it's a, it's a very difficult thing to explain. Um, so what I've decided to do is to get 10 guys to talk about their experience of going through fertility treatment just to kind of make it less of a taboo and make it more open and hopefully make guys going through it realise that actually, you know, a lot of what they're going through is what everybody who goes through it goes through and there are ways to talk to people who don't necessarily have to be professionals or you know, or people who don't understand and that kind of stuff. So that's the plan. Um, we've got a crowdfunder campaign uh, going at the moment, um, which the URL, I believe, if I need to get this absolutely 100% right, is... You definitely uh, do. Uh, is... I don't see now. I I'm keep people keep asking me to say this URL, and I'm and I always start by thinking, do you still say the www dot? I don't need to no, anymore, do you? You don't need to. No. See, that's how far we've come. Um, it is GoFundMe dot com forward slash the easy bit. Um, and is the easy bit all one word? The easy bit is all one word, all lowercase. Okay, give um, that again then. It's GoFundMe dot com the uh, forward slash the easy bit marvelous um yeah and we're basically we're we're raising give us your money yeah we're raising money to make this documentary uh we're not asking for huge amounts and every little bit helps it could be as you know like a five pound donation will mean that i can buy a member of crew lunch on a shoot day you know, it's 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 literally that's the sort of stuff that we need the money for. Um, and you know, we're we're looking to hire equipment and studio space and all that kind of stuff. So, um, if you go to that URL, which is gofundme.com forward slash the easy bit, uh, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff about the film. You'll see a video of me talking about it uh, and why I want to make it. Um, and you'll see exactly how much we're trying to raise and, and what it's going to go towards and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we're hoping to start filming in January. Um, yeah, we've we've kind of... I had heard rumour that we potentially had a, a first filming date. Yeah, yeah. So we're kind of... I didn't realise it was looming so closely. Yeah, yeah. We've kind of... We're getting to the point now where we, we can kind of look at it, look at how much each individual, like, interview we've got to do is going to cost us. And we're looking at uh, basically... Um, as 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 the money comes in, we're like, okay, we can film this interview now, and then we can we can so so we can actually start pulling stuff together, mm. and, and sort of you know showing people and 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 getting the ball rolling. So uh, we're hoping to to film early January, well, not uh, sorry, late January. So yeah, so that's that's kind of the the big project that's kind of going on aside from everything else. Yeah, there you go. That's the important stuff. Mm. Entirely unimportant was Mm -hmm. uh, we weren't going to do any pitches on this show and I was fully intending to make this the last have you seen, Mm. at least for the foreseeable future. Yeah. And then uh, when I got in from work this evening, there was a package on my doorstep, which Mm -hmm. turned out to be a Christmas present from my brother. And I opened up the Amazon envelope and I howled with laughter when I saw what was inside. It's a Mm -hmm. DVD. And I thought, oh, we could do this on the show. 
Mm. And it kind of ties into what we've been talking about today. Okay. And it ties into a film we have done in the past. Yeah, okay. And I kind of think I should just read the blurb on the back right. and we should do it and we should have one final blowout show in January at some okay. point, right. whether it's in the same room or whether it's by locational like this one. Okay. Uh, because I have been given a copy of the legendarily awful Hulk Hogan movie, No Holds Barred. Awesome. I feel like that we could be ending this with a massive rant. Why not? It's yeah. been so long since we've had one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so what I have here is the quote-unquote digitally remastered version. Um, right. Which has kind of been Does that retconned. just mean they burnt a DVD? Well, maybe. Yeah. It's kind of been retconned to um, be part of WWE Studios, which didn't exist when this was made. So right. WWE now has a film division. Right. Uh, and I don't know what the purpose of it is. Okay. Because they started out making theatrical feature films. Yeah. Uh, and they since, they've since made a whole load of straight-to-DVD, utterly awful... Um, mostly action films starring WWE talent right? um, that lose a shitload of money. Right. It's been a money-losing division for years and years, and I don't know what the point of it is. (laughs) Okay. Um, But uh, they've made... It's really weird. Like It will be starring such-and-such wrestler... Starring a B movie talent directed by a director who used to be a proper director. Right. So, like, they've got movies directed by Rennie Harlan. Right. They've got films that Ed Harris pops up in. Okay. But the name above the the, the name above the title will be Mike the Miz Mizanin, who is just <laughs> a, like a joke of a wrestler. <laughs> right. Uh, who used to be on the Real World. Jesus. Um, and so, but No Holds Barred was Vince McMahon's first attempt to. Uh, get into movies right. written entirely as a vehicle for Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan plays a wrestler right. um, legend has it that uh, Hogan and Vince locked themselves in the hotel room with a shitload of cocaine for 24 hours and rewrote the script like a oh, couple dear. of weeks before they started shooting and that's what got filmed oh Jesus the pictures on the box are quite incredible and extremely 80s so this was made in 1989 or released right. in 1989 uh, you'll be pleased to learn it only runs one hour and 29 minutes. <laughs> right. uh, the one and only, quote-unquote, special feature on this DVD is a yeah. photo gallery. Right. I, and given <laughs> that the box itself has eight photos on it, I don't know what else is going to be in this photo gallery. So just so I could get a kind of an idea of what you're looking at, I've just looked it up on IMDb, and I've spotted what might be the most amazing piece of trivia. Mm. The trivia is... Meryl Streep was originally cast as the female lead. (laughs) Yes. She was fired before filming began because of creative disputes with Hulk Hogan. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably more she went, this is a fucking piece of shit, I'm not doing it. Or even more likely, she never had anything to do with it. Absolutely. It's one of those things I hope, like, chances are that piece of trivia has just been written by someone as a joke, but Mm. I really hope it's not. So, I shall read every piece of text on this. Okay. It says, WWE Studios presents Hulk Hogan, No Holds Barred. And there's a picture of Hulk Hogan going face-to-face with Tom Tiny Lister. Right. uh, Who was a legitimate actor, and still is. Right. uh, And a massive guy. He's been in a load of stuff, and I can't think what off the top of my head. Right. Um, Go look him up on IMDb. Okay. He plays Zeus in this film. Okay. Uh, and actually, to tie in with the movie, appeared as the character's use on WWF events right. in wrestling matches and was fucking appalling. <laughs> like, legitimately one of the worst people ever to step in a wrestling ring. Right. Oh, sorry, I'm reading every piece of text. No ring, no ref, no rules. And now I can turn it over and read the back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. <laughs> yeah. For the first time ever on DVD comes the 1989 cult classic <laughs> featuring Hulk Hogan in his first starring role as Rip, a larger-than-life wrestling champ who's been flooring some of the biggest bad guys ever to rock him and sock him in the ring. Who wrote this shit? Oh, Jesus. But when, 
But when Rip's unstoppable success catches the eye of unscrupulous television executive Tom Brell, Kurt Fuller, Wayne's World, uh, he finds himself at the centre of a plan to boost the network's sinking ratings by pitting him against a vicious monster named Zeus, Tommy Tiny Lister, Friday. <laughs> Joan Severance, see no evil, hear no evil, co-stars in this exciting action drama that shows that anything goes when there's no holds barred. Jesus, this sounds appalling. It's going to be a Titanic turd. Yeah, absolutely. And I sort of can't wait. Yeah, okie dokie. There we go. Any further input? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, let's, just, let's just end it on no holds barred, you know. Fair enough. So that is what we will be discussing on the next episode, which hopefully mm-hmm. uh, we should get to record in January. Yes. Uh, in between my trips to other countries. Yes. Um. So, between then and now, if you've seen No Holds Barred, and let's face it, who hasn't apart from us? <laughs> uh, you can let us know on Twitter, at HYS Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. The website is haveyouseen.net, and the email is podcast at haveyouseen.net. We also have a YouTube channel, believe it or not, uh, which contains, I can't remember what it contains. Oh, those funny little videos we used to do. Yeah. Uh, like shooting each other with Nerf guns uh, and that kind of thing. Uh, and the epic episode 100 in video mm-hmm. form. Uh, we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like reviews on iTunes uh, with lots of stars in them. And we like your pictures for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Although that might be slightly redundant. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you to all of you for listening, especially if you've done any of those things. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for letting us into the submersible that we're not in. Uh, I'm just reading this off a screen. <laughs> thank you to Alexia Mar for his continued technical expertise. And thank you to Nicola, the social media, for continually managing the social media. Right. Should we call that a day? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty late. It is. Very late. Uh, you have a baby to tend to. I, I do, have yeah. to pack a case because I'm off for Christmas tomorrow. All right. Have fun. Uh, uh, yeah, great. <laughs> uh, we shall... <laughs> uh, family. Um, we shall see you at some point in, jan- in January and hopefully see each other at some point in January. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. And we will. shall talk about Hulk Hogan classic, No Holds Barred. Please uh, give money to Tom's documentary. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Go on, plug the website once more. Oh, it's uh, uh, gofundme.com forward slash the easy bit. You heard it here first, second and third. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>